Welcome to the Schwab Market Update podcast, where each trading day we recap key market results and statistics. I'm Keith Lansford, and here's a summary of what happened today, Wednesday, September 27th. After spending most of Wednesday in the doldrums, the S&P 500 index and NASDAQ composite appeared to shake off some of their gloom about resurgent treasury yields and fuel prices to eke out small gains a day after falling to their lowest levels since June. The Dow Jones Industrial Average also attempted a late-session rally, though it fizzled, leaving the blue-chip index with a small loss. The benchmark 10-year Treasury yield has been on a tear since late July and is now trading near its highest level since 2007, thanks in part to growing concerns about a potential return of inflation after months of declines. The economy has proven surprisingly resilient despite the Federal Reserve having taken interest rates to their highest level in decades. Meanwhile, fuel prices have risen to their highest levels so far this year as supplies have tightened, especially since Saudi Arabia and Russia announced production cuts through the end of the year. U.S. benchmark WTI futures rose nearly 4% Wednesday to just shy of $94 a barrel. The primary catalyst for the jump in Treasury yields today appears to be the move up in oil prices, says Cooper Howard, a fixed-income strategist at the Schwab Center for Financial Research. Treasury yields and the dollar are both much higher on the day. The biggest driver behind the dollar's moves over the past year has been the yield differential between U.S. bonds and global bonds, he adds. With U.S. yields moving higher today, it's not too surprising to see the dollar move higher as well. Here is where the major benchmarks ended. The S&P 500 index was up about a point at 4,274.51. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 69 points, or 0.2%, to 33,550.27. And the Nasdaq Composite gained 29 points, or 0.2%, to 13,092.85. The 10-year Treasury note yield was up 7 basis points at 4.613%. And SIBO's volatility index, or the VIX, fell a half a point to 18.42. Energy stocks were among the best performers Wednesday, with the S&P 500 energy sector rising 2.5%. The U.S. dollar index, which has been rising since July as investors digested the likelihood of higher-for-longer interest rates, remained at its highest level so far this year. As far as stocks on the move... Amazon recovered some 0.3% after dropping more than 4% Tuesday as the Federal Trade Commission and 17 state attorneys general filed antitrust charges against the e-commerce company, alleging Amazon uses monopoly power to raise prices and stifle competition. Apple was down about 1% after one of its executives testified to the Justice Department Tuesday in a case involving alleged monopolistic practices by Alphabet's search business. Alphabet rose 1.7%, but is still down roughly 0.4% over the past five days. Chevron rose 1.9% as oil prices continued their recent rally. ExxonMobil was nearly 3% higher, and Shell was up 1.6%. Costco Wholesale rose 2% after it reported better-than-expected quarterly results, though earnings growth slowed from the previous quarter. 
Levi Strauss was up about 2% after T.D. Cohen initiated coverage of the apparel maker's stock with an outperform rating. Mattel rose 2.7% after Morgan Stanley initiated coverage of the toy maker's stock with an overweight rating. Micron Technology was up about 0.4% as investors prepared for the chip maker's quarterly results after the market closes. The company is expected to report a drop in revenue and profit, and investors will likely be waiting for updates about chip demand and Micron's relationship with China after Beijing blacklisted the company this spring. Miller Knoll rose about 5% after the maker of office furniture reported better-than-expected quarterly results. And Paramount Global rose nearly 3% after Hollywood Studios reached an agreement with the Writers Guild of America to end its strike. Warner Brothers Discovery was up more than 3%, while Netflix was about 0.2% higher. Athletic apparel firm Nike is slated to report on Thursday afternoon. This is the last week of... This is the last week of the quarter. Volatility can pick up during such periods as fund managers conduct window dressing by dumping losers and adding winners before mailing quarterly results to their clients. Economic numbers released Wednesday were solid, but not enough to cut through the gloom. August durable goods data was stronger than analysts had expected, with non-defense durable goods excluding transportation rising 0.4%. Non-defense capital goods orders excluding aircraft, a proxy for capital spending, was up 0.9% versus Wall Street's 0.1% expectation and the highest monthly increase since January. However, there were downward revisions to July, and August is just a single month of data. We'd have to see this continue in September to suggest a trend. Key economic news still on the docket this week includes the final estimate for second quarter gross domestic product, or GDP, due out Thursday. Analysts are expecting no change from the initial forecast of an annualized 2.1% expansion, according to Trading Economics. Friday brings personal consumption expenditure, or PCE, prices for August. PCE is the inflation metric watched most closely by the Fed. Early expectations are for PCE prices to have risen 0.5% month-over-month and 3.5% year-over-year, according to Trading Economics, compared with respective increases of 0.2% and 0.3% in July. Core PCE is seen up 0.2% month-over-month versus 0.2% in July. If the numbers meet expectations, PCE would still be above the Fed's 2% target level and suggests that higher gas prices sent headline numbers the wrong way, even as core PCE looks unthreatening. Still, investors still aren't looking for another rate increase in November, so late Wednesday, investors were pricing in an 80% implied probability that the Fed will keep rates on hold at its next meeting, according to the CME FedWatch tool. They're pricing in 56% odds the Fed will also hold in December, alongside a 38% probability of another quarter-point increase. This has been the Schwab Market Update Podcast. To stay informed, visit schwab.com slash marketupdate or follow the show for free in your favorite podcasting app. And if you like what you've heard, please consider leaving us a reading or a review. It really helps new listeners find the show. Join us for another update tomorrow.
For important disclosures, see the show notes and schwab.com slash market update podcast.